This week on the Koshcast, Arsenal-Liverpool is anything but run-of-the-milner as Arsenal finally breached the dyke to rescue a draw. Elsewhere, is the Premier League too easy for Manchester City? Does Morata need to get more gritty? We'll also cover United-Bournemouth, Wolves against Spurs, and of course Italy and Spain will get less coverage than they deserve. Mumu of the week and fraud or goat are the icing on the cake. Tuck in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here and he is drinking juice. Juice. <laughs> How are you? Good, man. All juiced up. Good. Bernie is here. He's drinking tea like a civilized human being. I finished the tea, so I'm not drinking anymore. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should all have some Mohanad juice, like a so child, to speak. Because I'm not drinking it out of like a proper cup. I'm drinking it out of like a sun-like little, you that's know, hundred milliliter bottle. Let's not even get started on your M and M's and your yogurt in a lunch bag. No, no, no. I think we need to. <laughs> I, th- I think we need to tell people. So, so Mohanad very rarely comes to this prepared with food. Yeah. Like Bernie does sometimes. It's. It's at my place, so I, I can have a nibble before we get started. But Mohanad usually just waits and eats afterwards. True. Today but I was prepared. This time he came prepared. What did you bring? M&M's. Yeah. A mini pack. The, yeah. the mini pack you give like a five-year-old. Yes. Yeah, and it came in like a plastic little bag. And then I had my 300 ml of orange cocktail. <laughs> it's not even juice. It's you know, a drink. It's not. It's definitely not juice. It's juice. Oh, so this is not fresh. No, man. It's got like 11% orange. Oh. <laughs> Only 11% orange in orange cocktail. Yeah, and it's got 0% vitamin C. Good. <laughs> Incredible. Like, you have to work harder to make the, a drink this shit. Yeah, but it tastes so good. Yeah, of course. And then I had a yogurt, uh, which uh, was like a little packet that tasted like it had the flavor of chocolate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's you know, I'm high on sugar. It's going to be amazing. I think we're taking him to the emergency room right after. We, we may well be. We need to bust through this. Um, all right, well, since you're all hopped up, why don't we start at the place that will keep you the most excited. Arsenal against Liverpool at the Emirates. The atmosphere, unlike, I think, what we've seen at the Emirates in the last few years, right. everyone very enthusiastic about their chances, not necessarily of beating Liverpool, but of actually giving them a game, and that is how it turned out. Right, no, exactly, and, and, and it's amazing how Arsenal fans can come out of games now, even when you don't win, which, to be fair, hasn't happened in a long time. It, you still see the improvement. You see what's going on. You see the plan, and you come out. You know this one-one draw. Obviously, online Liverpool fans are making fun of Arsenal fans for celebrating this like a win. But obviously, the whole point is the process. You can see things are changing. We played really well, and like you said, the atmosphere, the fans are united. They're behind the team, and it showed the most actually after Arsenal went one 0 down. It literally there was like five seconds of oh this is bad, and then everybody just came right back. The players in the field were riding each other up, and as usual, Arsenal come back. Arsenal, I think are the team with the most coming back from like behind situation this season in the league. So mm-hmm. Points gained yep. after being behind. Yeah, you you I mean, haven't led any Premier League game at halftime. That's quite an incredible stat. Yeah, really. to have the, your record of, what's it, 12 unbeaten now? With, yep. I think it was 10 wins in a row. Yeah, and, this is... This and is not what, to have been in the lead at halftime, that is sensational. Well, last week we said the stat of like, if, if the games end at halftime, Arsenal will be 17th, so... Yeah. No, I, I, what interested me looking back, because I didn't actually see the game live, so I was looking at the statistics after the game, and Arsenal actually dominated possession. The st- statistics. Like, statistics, <laughs> man's international now, fam. Um, <laughs> um, and they had like 63, 64% possession. And I was surprised because in recent, well, Arsenal haven't beaten Liverpool in the last seven attempts. And I think four of those have been losses. And in recent times... Some have been like scathing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four or five now. And... In recent times when big teams have come to the Emirates, they've played like the home team and just bossed it. And Arsenal have just floundered. And so it was interesting, at least to see statistically, that Arsenal actually acted like the home team for the Mm -hmm. first time in a while against Liverpool. Yeah, so I mean, coming into the game, Arsenal fans, I guess their expectations, you know, like Bernie, I think you were saying, they weren't that high. It was just about seeing a performance, seeing how they would do against one of the top teams in the league. Uh, especially a team that presses this much and seeing if this style of Unai Emery would actually work. Because before the game, people were saying, well, even Pep Guardiola goes defensive against Liverpool. That's how good they are. And I don't think Arsenal and Unai have the capability of doing that just with the personnel and with where they are in their kind of development. The development has really been successful up top, mm-hmm. not so much at the back. So mm-hmm. I don't think they, they had even that plan B option. So Arsenal came out... Um, again, in attack, started the game on the front foot, 
and and I think took the game to Liverpool uh, in the first half. I, I think there are a couple of things here is that Arsenal did come out with an intent to attack and to put Liverpool under pressure, but as we've seen with Virgil van Dijk and Cole, Liverpool were able to handle that very, very well. As determined as Arsenal were, I mean, you thought they could score, but that they, they weren't the most dangerous situations right. that you've ever seen. No. On the flip side, I felt like even though Liverpool didn't play so great in the first half, and we'll get into one um, of our followers talking about the performance levels, what was the fact was every time Liverpool countered Arsenal, I was scared. Because the speed of the counterattack, especially more so in the second half, of just Arsenal were playing a little bit higher than I, I would have played if I was a manager sure. for Liverpool. And Salah and Mane were tearing them apart. They just couldn't get the final pass through to each other. And that would have been a concern in this type of game. Yeah, well, I think that's been kind of what you said there has is really summarizing both teams' seasons so far. Liverpool not necessarily always looking good at putting in the performance by getting the points, and we'll discuss that. And on the flip side, Arsenal, when you actually really dig into this, this crazy run, we still give away a lot of dangerous positions to the opposition. We've just been lucky at the back to not concede as often as we should have. And yeah. we've also been way too clinical up top like I think our XG was something like 0.6 but our scoring is actually like 0.9 like it's actually ridiculous how Mm -hmm. efficient we've been and that's not sustainable yeah that's not sustainable no it's not but in terms of um, defensive performances there are two people I want to talk about one is is Mustafi because we absolutely railroaded him last week and for the last couple of years and completely justifiably I still think he's rubbish but he he was markedly improved this week. Yes. He actually did a very, very good job, as did Rob Holding. Um, Rob and, Holding was, was phenomenal. Yes. I, and the other one I want to talk about, and Bernie just mentioned him, is Van Dijk. Because I think you mentioned a while ago that you thought he was the best defender possibly in Europe. In the world, yeah. I think he's definitely elevated himself this season to the best defender in the league. It's not. I don't yes. think there's any question about yes, that right I, now. I agree with that. Yeah, it's absolutely. not just the tackle. It, it's the everything. No, it's everything. He brings every. You, you should see how much he barks at those Liverpool back three next to him. He's just constantly giving a, uh, advice, constantly telling him what to do, constantly telling him where to be, and he's a danger on both ends of the field. He's so dangerous in the opposition box. He is. He's actually terrifying. He is. He's everything Sergio Ramos isn't as a defender. Let's not get into Ramos. I have to. He was coming. I have to. But I mean. If, if we're talking about the best in the world, I still can't really elevate him over someone like Chiellini just because Chiellini hasn't dipped in form right. yet. I think it's just but a different style. Like it modern is different football, style. Van Dijk fits it is a bit better. And I like him. I think he does everything on both sides. But right. um, defensively, my problem with this game, and there is there are people on both sides of this, was Leno, to me, was the reason. I, I just don't understand. He made a couple of mistakes. Besides the goal, he was not assured, and maybe that comes with more time in the Premier League and whatever, so we'll give him that. But for me, that goal, I watched it maybe 10 times just because there was some debate in group chats and stuff. And, and for me, the problem is he goes there with the intention to catch the ball. His hands are spread to catch the ball, and he doesn't. He kind of palms it. Mm. What you have to do as a goalkeeper is punch it with your knuckle, like actually punch it or catch as it. Far away he as did possible, neither right? of the two. And yeah. you can't put yourself in that position to do that. And that, to me, was... Na- just being naive. I, I feel for him a little bit. I just felt that the cross from Mane was really good. It was, the, it was that annoying, awkward height, just at kind of that hip level. Um, Salah and, was at the back post. There was no defenders covering. It was the corridor of uncertainty. It, yes. Yeah. He can't leave it. Absolutely that's, not. But he has to yeah. punch it or catch yeah. it. And the I, best I, keepers would have caught that. That's true. I mean, obviously, he still has a lot to improve. But I just I really like Leno. Just what I've seen so far. Yeah. I actually really like him. And it's also... It's one of those modern goalkeeper things where he's also there because of what he provides in the build-up. We, like, Which we saw. There was a few plays in the game where he, he had the ball in his six-yard box and there was two Liverpool players inside the 18 and he would just like dink it over to a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. Xhaka or Torreira. It's actually really useful to have that ability. Yeah. It absolutely is. And I think it's being valued more and more, as we know. And we're actually at the point now where if you look at... We're only like, what, 10, 11 games into the season? Mm-hmm. If you look at every team, there isn't a team that whose keeper hasn't made a mistake that's right. led to a goal. Like, yes. everyone is doing it. And I think basically where we're at is it's an acceptable price to pay 
for the type of goalkeepers that people prefer yeah. now. Speaking, mm-hmm. speaking about price, I mean, he only costs what? 22. 22 million. I mean, he's making the same mistakes that a 70 million Allison made in the same game yeah. when he came out for that header. Absolutely. Or, um, you know, the Chelsea keeper made a mistake. So, again, it's at a fraction of the price. So, I, I, I think he's a good keeper. Yeah, he's a good I, keeper. I, 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 I want to add, though, to Alex's defensive list there. Shaka and Torreira, for me, this game were absolutely. Flawless. This was Xhaka's best ever game for Arsenal. Xhaka's best ever game for Arsenal, and Torreira brings it out of him. So Xhaka had the most completed passes of any player on the field, mm-hmm. the most tackles of any players on the field, the most ball recoveries from any players on the field. We saw the one where he chased down Mo Salah, something he's not really known for. Yeah, like you can't even, if, even if you, you're saying that now, I know it happened, but it still <laughs> seems really <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. I, I just can't even imagine it happening. Mm-hmm. Really. And he's so important to the way we play in terms of the centre-backs having that outlet and Shaka turning and distributing the play and having Torreira next to him. Torreira, who there was that one clip which is obviously making the rounds where he takes the ball off Salah, it bobbles to Mane, <laughs> he chases Mane down, takes it off Mane, puts him on the ground, starts mm-hmm. an attack. I think He's Torreira has been an absolute signing. Yeah, and, and again for relatively little money. I mean, really little money. Right. But on the Liverpool side, um, so one of our listeners, uh, Omar, has, and he's actually been on the pod a couple of times, um, he got in touch saying... Liverpool's performances versus results. Is being unbeaten in the league and first in the Champions League group misleading? And when I asked, you know, what he thought about that, because I don't think it is particularly. When I asked what he thought about that, he said, well, here's the good. They've played against the three out of the big five away, beat everyone outside of the top six that they played against, and they, they have an impressive defensive record and the best start to the league that they've mm-hmm. ever had. The bad, and we mentioned it, is that the, the front three aren't clicking as they were last year. So, in my opinion, and we talked about this a little bit before, yes, I don't think that they are clicking in the sense of Salah is a little bit up and down. Like, he had a bit of a resurgence. Like, in this particular game, he wasn't really threatening. Firmino, there's something wrong with Firmino for me. Salah, I think he'll be fine. Firmino, there's something wrong. Mane has taken up the mantle. Firmino hasn't shown up yet. It's 11 games in. Exactly. Yeah. But... You look at it and I go, sometimes that's the price that you pay for, for being that blistering. And I believe that Klopp and the team has focused, really given a lot of focus on becoming a better team in defense and midfield. Yes. And I think it may have taken a little bit of the focus, strategy-wise, from the attack. Yeah. But that's only a good thing. Uh, I yeah, think that they are actually playing well as a team. They just have a little bit more up front right. to deal with. So performances, I think they're still playing very, very Fans well. always want what they don't have. When Liverpool were blistering and they looked really good up top but were leaking in the back, obviously everything was about, well, let's solidify the back in the midfield and be a proper team like they are now. Mm-hmm. Now that that is happening and they are what, you know, almost top of the league, close to top of the league, and, and they're top of their Champions League group, etc., etc., unbeaten, now it's like, oh, 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 where did that flare go? Well, it's very hard to have both. Yeah. You, you know, if you have both, you become what? Like... It's, it's one of the well, yeah, yeah that's one what of the, the elite teams exactly, do. And ever, the, right? The, and the thing for Liverpool is, um, and I don't think that Omar is being critical of his team. I just think he's questioning, you know, whether they are performing to their maximum. And I'm not sure they are yet. But I think the thing for Liverpool is, you can't really expect more than this. Over the summer, they, you know, they didn't get anywhere near the title last season. Mm-hmm. So a really good improvement for Liverpool is to be. In the in the question, yeah. to be talked about, Absolutely. and right now the two points off the top, and so are Chelsea, and that means that they've made an improvement. I don't really think you can ask much more of them. At Absolutely, this stage. no. And and when you look at, I think the the points that Chelsea and Liverpool are at right now, when you take away the pep years, they are more than enough to be top of the league at this point. Oh, yeah, sure. It's Man City distort pep everything. Completely yeah. distorts what you need to do mm-hmm. to win this league, mm-hmm. and it's just unfortunate for everyone that is right now at their peak to be. Also, you know, up against City speak. Um, but before we move on very quickly, so Milner scores the first goal for Liverpool uh, early in the second half. Um, not really against the run of play or with the run of play. It was kind of a 50-50 game. Uh, Liverpool got the goal. Um, and then, like we said, the Arsenal fans really cheered their team back. Like we back, said. Like we said, yeah. Um, really cheered their team back into it. And Arsenal... Scored a very, very Unai Emery goal, like a 16-pass goal all the way from the back. Lacazette with a beautiful turn and, and shot into the, the far corner. It was a beautiful finish. I thought, I thought it was off. You right. Know, I didn't think the goal, the, he had the angle for the shot. Yeah. There seemed no, to be he, too many people in front of him. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, ended one one, and I think I think it's a fair result overall. I think, I, I, and yeah. other than the result, I think it was just a fantastic game to watch. It was so much fun when yeah. I watched it back, at least the extended highlights. Right, absolutely. Um, but we were talking about how Man City have distorted the league, and this weekend was no exception. Southampton have been absolute dross this season, and we knew that Man City would win. But I don't think any team has made any game look easier than City against Southampton. This was they ridiculous. they just toddled through them, they, like. The they first just, just ten, walked yeah. through the defense. The first 10 minutes was actually like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah. Like, it was actually just like, how? This is 99% possession. Yeah. That one clip where they yeah. kept dallying in the box. Yeah. I actually, uh, my brother was on his computer doing like an online thing, like a Skype mm-hmm. conversation. So like it was live. Mm-hmm. And I'm keeping my voice down because I know he's on that call. Mm-hmm. But that clip was so funny. I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Like it was just actually really funny to see how much in control City were this game. It's, it's. I, I'm, I'm saying this honest to goodness. An MLS team would have done better than Southampton in this match. It was that bad. They don't... For, people talk about playing for the manager. They're not playing for themselves. They're not playing for <laughs> anything. These guys don't care. Well, speaking of the manager, he said that they weren't good enough defensively. So at least he knows what the problem is. Oh, yeah. 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 I top, they were great, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one goal they got was just so good. But City have actually now scored under Guardiola. They've scored five or more goals 12 times. They've already done it like three times a season or something. Like they're that. just taking the piss. It's stupid. They honestly are. Um, mess. Absolute mess. Sterling killed this game. Sterling is just going from height to height. He's... Yeah? No, I, ju- I just have a question. So I know that you like your, your attacking players to be selfish. Yeah. Your criticism of Hazard is he gets into position yeah. and he squares it. Yeah. Sterling already had two. Mm-hmm. And he had numerous chances for a hat He didn't want it. He didn't want it. He, he didn't kept want trying to say. Remember the one he gave Sunday? Did, did that annoy you? I'll tell you why it doesn't annoy me. Because he's already got two? It's because Sterling isn't that bracket. Sterling isn't this is not yet. This is isn't the guy that's like, this is my team, I'm dragging it through. Sure. Doesn't Hazard, need to be in this exactly. Team. Hazard is that guy. So I just the expectation okay. level is different. What level of responsibility exactly. that he doesn't but have? I think right. I think the other thing is that when you have a dressing room that is, you know, United in essence then this is what you're going to get. Like, it was Barcelona, the MSN stuff, where every right. goal was a, was a tap-in. Yeah. Because every goal was a two-on-one on the goalkeeper. Yeah. And this, this wasn't quite that, but it's like, oh, I want you City to have a goal, yeah. Sané. I want you to have a goal. And they make it happen, because they like each Sickening, other. Sickening, isn't you it? Watch, <laughs> it really is. You watch a compilation of City goals, and they're not, you know, goals of the month. No. They're no. just all, you get to the byline, you cut it back to a completely open guy, and he puts it into the open net. Silva didn't even put it in the open net last game. Like, that's how much... They aren't sexy goals, but there goes where you wonder, how did that happen? Like, yeah. like what did I miss for that yeah. guy to be that? What did you do? It's the little things. Like, the silver pass to Sané on that first own goal was to perfect, literally perfection. Yes. Mm-hmm. And usually when you see those kind of passes, it's kind of through the defenders. This one was just to the side of him. It was just weighted so perfectly. Silva literally kicked it at Sané yeah. intentionally. Mm-hmm. So that Sané would mm-hmm. take the touch. He made the decision for him. I, I just loved it. The thing, the thing that's really important for people to really understand is these things happen deliberately. Yeah. These things are worked on. The way Pep Guardiola coaches his team, there are a bunch of talented players and that is fine. But that those runs that they make... <clears throat> he, it's like he draws it on a computer and says, I want you to make that run yeah. and make that pass. This is coordinated and he li- stuff. He literally takes you off when you don't make that pass. Some, some ex-player was talking about, I think it was Henri, at his time in yeah. Barcelona. Henri said, I took the ball, I cut in, and I curled it in the top corner. Beautiful goal. Guardiola was not happy. Sub. He's like, I told you to play it down the line mm-hmm. to, the, to the left back, to Alba. And he didn't. Get off. <laughs> like, it's just, he just wants it to look the way he has it in his mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, but City finding this league too easy does lead us nicely onto a discussion about what has been revealed this week, which is not something that any of us didn't know. Right. I'm talking about the footy leak stuff. Uh, Der Spiegel with the story about how City, PSG, have been basically financially doping their clubs. They're getting money put in you know, from their kind of owners and their ownerships. Um, again, we knew this was happening, and for some reason, no one seems to really care. Does, does anyone but, care now? But, it, but here's the thing. I... See, I don't feel like I care that no. much, but I don't understand why, because essentially what this means is that... Your club nothing, can't win the league. Yeah, nothing City have done is legitimate. The players are fantastic, the yeah. management is fantastic, but you don't have this success without spending this much money on the best players. Yeah, I, I think... I think when why, you, why are we okay with it? When, when you look at it objectively, does it change the, the product they put on the pitch? No. It doesn't change that it's fantastic football, there's, you can't argue with that. 
But what it does is you need fantastic, as much as I said it's coordinated, you need fantastic players to be able to do that. And the only way they've brought these fantastic players in, and by the way, this fantastic manager in as a result, is to cheat the system. Yeah. I, I think, Alex, the answer to your question is that there are no real-life consequences, so it's not a big deal. At the end of the day, your brain kind of goes, it's a sport, we're watching it for entertainment, they're providing entertainment, There isn't. it's not like a political or a social result to this. It's just, oh, they put too much money into a football club, whatever. I'll challenge you, well, in, I'll challenge you in this sense. Yeah. Calciopoli is then what? What happened to Juventus is what? That's different. Is I it? think it's a type of cheating. Like this is kind of your own money that you. It's mm-hmm. your, it, like okay, if he stole that money, which no, no, but well, well, <laughs> well, you that you they bought referees. Yeah, see, if that feels is not worse. okay, exactly. right. that feels worse. Well, it right. is worse. Yeah. I'd say it no, is worse. Okay, yes, it is worse. It's bribe. It is worse. It is different. But is but how did okay? Think about they it. They also bribed the UEFA. Yes, yes they did. They, they, what they did to, with UEFA is categorically a crime. Actually, Infantino, it is a crime. Infantino is in on this. So yes. why did Sepp Blatter leave? For what? Just to just <laughs> give a new face. Yeah. Just to pretend that things are changing. Exactly. Like, like prime ministers were involved here. Oh yeah. This yeah. is this is how Presidents. leaders of countries were involved in making Manchester City what they are right Guys, now. Guys, how many times a month do I tell you? The world we live in, we barely scratch the oh, surface. Oh, we know this. this is, it's absolutely <laughs> like, the matrix. There's so mate. much stuff happening it's that the you matrix. just enjoy the 90 minutes. <laughs> Seriously, there, there are people who are talking about um, Man City should be stripped of the title. And this is why we, why I say yeah. I, I don't like the amount that we care. I'm not sure I would care if they were stripped of those titles. But is there a legitimate conversation to be had? Maybe. If they breach rules, then sure. But I, I wouldn't care either way. In, but In general... This strip of a title thing doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change no. what like, happened on like, the This is what happened, and what, some team that came 15 points behind now you win the title? No. no. City still won the title. Yeah. I don't I care about change, the paperwork. I can't change history. Aguero. No. Like, it, I can't it doesn't change, change anything now. It changes things 15 years down the road when kids are in the playground and are like, we've got like 15 titles. I'm like, no, you don't. That's Calciopoli. Exactly. Like, this, <laughs> this, is true. True. this is true. Um, Chelsea. Yeah, um, they've never financially doped anything. No, nothing. <laughs> that was before the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's no rules, you can't break them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Chelsea beat Palace 3-1 here, again, without Hazard in the starting lineup. Um, so that's two games in a row now where they've, they've come through yeah. quite well without him. Morata has, I don't want to say stepped up. Nope. Let's not get carried don't, away. Don't say it. But st- statistically, like Alex <laughs> said in the yeah. first bit, he's been doing okay. He... Is up off the floor and he's on his knees. Yes. This is the guy who scored like ten in a row last season, and we thought he was the next best thing. So, as we've all, I think we're all saying, let's chill a little well, bit. E- even sorry said as much. He said Morata has to improve more in personality and in confidence because sometimes he's a little bit fragile. Well, it, at, <laughs> at three one, I think ninety second minute, it was him and the goalkeeper, and no one for days, and he, and he missed it. Yeah. So definitely, he still has to improve. True. Oh, he definitely has to. Also, any idea why he starts over Drew? My yeah. theory is that Drew can't start if Hazard doesn't play. I mean, that may be the case, but also I just think Drew hasn't scored a goal since about 2016 and, like, you know. Yeah, just want to walk up in the, in the meantime. It, 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 it makes sense for Sari while they're winning anyway, even if Morata had. They, like, they've been winning despite Morata playing mm. badly. Mm. So if you can get something out of this guy. Then you might have an asset. Yeah. Or you know what Giroud brings you. I think we all still believe that Morata is a talented football player if you can get the confidence up. So if that if you can get him into some goals, the difference between Morata and Giroud is Morata tries to score a goal. I'm not sure Giroud Giroud is trying right. he has four assists. Giroud is trying to assist Hazard. He's not trying to score. I just feel no matter how well Morata plays, his physical or lack of physical ability will always let him down. This 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 Jekyll style, it's just it works sometimes. You gotta mm-hmm. be absolutely brilliant, but like you mm-hmm. need an Aguero, a Kane, an Aubameyang, you know, but, you someone know, a bit more that can create for himself well, in, well, in today's th- football. Let's think about this. Aubameyang is not f- physical in any sense. No, 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 no. I mean, not physical in strength. I just mean he's not nimble or fast enough or agile enough to be that top top striker. I, I think with Morata, it's that ruthless aggression. Yeah. That I don't care who you are, you have to have. I see Aubameyang and I go, that guy wants to score today. Morata, I don't. I know he tries, but I don't feel like. Remember, you used to watch Drogba. He stepped on the pitch, and he thought, "Oh boy, this guy's gonna yeah. get a goal." I never feel that about Morata, even if he does score. So just on that, um, so the one player, the part of the thing with Morata was that he replaced Diego Costa, <laughs> and Diego Costa was everything you're just talking mm-hmm. about, right? Like he looks like he's about to kill people. Mm-hmm. Turns out 
He's only scored three goals for Atleti in the league since he signed for them. Like since he signed for them, three goals. Why did it feel like he scored well, a lot of goals last year? Because he scored like great early yeah. on. It's like, oh, he just got there and scored three goals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's trash. Um, anything, I mean, Palace looked the same. They tried to give it to Zaha. Zaha played up top, I think, this game. They didn't have a striker sure. on because Benteke can't, you know, score a goal to save his life. Benteke okay, needs a rehab, man. Um, oh, but, t- sorry. No. So, just to go, I mean, does anyone want to say anything more about Palace? No. Okay. I, I just want to say Hazard... I want to talk about Hazard, but you can go. Okay, on. so I just, I just want to touch on Azpilicueta because what has gone kind of slightly under the radar this season is that this guy who played at centre-back for the last three years, mm-hmm. on the right side of a three, has switched back to being a, a full-back, which mm-hmm. is the most physically demanding position mm-hmm. on the right. pitch. And he's not young. And at 29, 30 years old, it's as if nothing has happened. You know he might be the best all-round defender in the league, right? I think he may well be. I, like, forget centre-back, like Van Dijk has that. Right. But if you look at how much he can, this guy can actually do... Very underrated. Player. It's not a revelation, but at like 12 million or whatever it was, he is up there for one of the best ever signings in the Premier yeah. League, in my opinion. And there's a while where he got dropped for quite a bit of time. He just came right back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's um, throw on a goat. Yeah. Yes. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> Introducing Roberto Martinez. Montulio. Uh, people are going to be absolutely bewildered by the fact that anyone is calling him goat. But Mohamed, please present the case for Roberto Martinez goat. It's the easiest case in the world. <laughs> wow. First of all, wow. Unbelievable senior career as a player. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Please tell me why. He has 425 appearances. The, wow. only, the, only, okay. the only thing that's unbelievable about, about his career is that he's a Spanish player who played in England. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Does he have any caps for Spain? So that happened. Any caps right. for Spain? That's not the point. No, no, but I'm asking you the question. He's not that good. <laughs> okay. Now, Swansea City. Uh-huh. First managerial appointment. Uh-huh. Killed it. Nope. Gave him the... Platform for mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Brendan Rodgers, to build from. Really, absolutely, put it on a golden platter. No, he didn't. For Brendan Rodgers, <laughs> right? Then he moved to uh-huh. Wigan, uh-huh. rugby town, Wigan. Yes, they didn't even have a football pitch. People used to stand over the fence to watch him play. It's also not true. Two thousand and nine to twenty thirteen. Yeah, the rugby team was the football team. He was four, coaching them both. Yeah. Four team, four years of absolutely golden return. Uh-huh. Antonio Valencia, best player in the world, coached him into the best right back him. in the world. Okay? That was Steve Bruce. <laughs> All right. Okay. Literally, Wigan. Seriously though, Wigan should have gotten relegated every single one of those. Yes, seasons. and he just were, scraped out. Exactly, they were that bad. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. You just said they just scraped out. No, he got them relegated. Yeah, yeah, eventually. No, no, no. I'm saying yeah, eventually. In the, in the seasons that he yes. didn't get them relegated, he very nearly got them relegated. Yeah, because they were supposed to be relegated. No, they were. 2009. Steve Bruce did not nearly get them relegated. 2012. All of them you should have gotten relegated. Here's the thing: if you're a manager and you've got like four or five years at the club, you would expect incremental improvements. Impossible. No? Rugby oh, team. Impossible. Okay. okay. No, let's hear Eddie Howe. Let's, let's hear him out. His let's team hear him is sick. Okay. Then he and went to in a 12,000 capacity stadium. Then he went to Everton and did what? Did okay. Nope. No. Did okay. Nope. No, this is you know when he went to Everton. It yes. is only his what eighth season as a manager. Don't He's care. Still in Mo- his Mo- Everton was Moy's first job, and he turned to Champions League. Still he in his dick. infancy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So three years at Everton, ups and downs, ups and downs. Then what does he do? Bounces back like an absolute beast. Takes and, the Belgium job. Uh-huh. Belgium were supposed to be the dark horses of every tournament. Uh-huh. What are they doing in the 2014 World Cup? Uh-huh. Bomb. What did uh-huh. they do in the Euro 2016? Uh-huh. Bomb. Then he comes along, and what happens? They make Third it, they in make, the world. They make okay. it one round. Let, let me make. Let me make the counterpoint. I rest my case. Oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> because here's the counterpoint. He got Wigan Athletic relegated. Thank you very much. He did not get them hey, relegated. Hey, hey, he, hey, he, hey, he saved them for hey, four years. Hey, this is the counterpoint. Okay. He got them relegated. That's a fact. Okay. I don't care. You can talk about winning the FA Cup. He sure. got them relegated. That's a fact. Harry Redknapp won the FA Cup, and you said he's a fraud. Sure. Harry Redknapp actually went to Europe and beat AC Milan. This guy has not done anything <laughs> like that. Sure. Now, yeah. let's go back to the facts. Everton. He said, I will take them to the Champions League. Nope, did not do that. Did right. not come close to doing that. You know what he David did Moyes did do that. And then he had a shitty record and got sacked. You know what he did do for Everton? What? Ruined their defence. Yes. For 10 years, Everton were a defensively sturdy team. Yep. Roberto Martinez dismantled it in yep. a year. So anyone so, wants to say anything? Wait, 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 wait,
Then he went to Belgium. And you say he's a savior. Well, I'm going to give you the name of somebody else, okay? There's a guy who we will never call GOAT. But his name is Zlatko Dalic, Mm -hmm. who actually went further than Belgium. So are we now suggesting that Roberto Martinez, the better manager than Dalic? I will tell you what I'm suggesting. Croatia was a blip, a freak. It happened. Belgium had expectations on the shoulders and they failed in the World Cup when they had their best team ever with Hazard and Lukaku and Witzel and blah blah blah. They failed at the Euros when they should have done well. They had an expectation on them. This wasn't some freak, you know, Arsenal 2006 Champions League. It's not a freak thing. They had expectations and they kept failing and failing and failing. He came in, he brought in Thierry Henry mm-hmm. to help him, which he did a fantastic job. And then he what, what happened when he kept Nagelan out of the team? We all sat here, we had our tea, mm-hmm. and we made fun and mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. Best decision. Ever. Let me tell Third you something. In the world. Let me tell you something. A goat manager does not get relegated. Listen. A goat manager wins things. Roberto, Mar- hold on, hold on. Close your mouth for one second. Roberto Martinez has not won anything yeah. other than one FA you Cup. Know, you know Therefore, you are a fraudulent manager. You, you know what he has? He has a bronze medal at the World Cup with Belgium. Bronze is Case. just a bitch. That's Close. all it is. So Case what? Closed. So what? Done. Fatty Tarim has a bronze medal. Done. <laughs> Did you press? No. Oh. So is Fatty Tarim a goat then? Bro, this is bro, not bro, about bro. Fatty Tarim. This is about Martinez and just... How incredible of a manager he is going to be. How incredible. He's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have Martinez as Arsenal manager? He's he's going to yes be, or no? I, I wanted it back in Yes the day. or no now? Not anymore. Now. Because we've got. Sorry, and we can end it now. He said no. Wait, he said no. Wait, wait. Did you press? No. Oh, <laughs> it looks no, like no. you keep pressing stop. Roberto Martinez also made possibly the single worst signing in Premier League history. What was that? Mauro Bosselli. Counterpoint. In his defense, he sold Moran Flea to Manchester for $27 million. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Anyways, so I guess that ends it as, as go. No fraud. Yeah. Absolutely. I am fraud. So fraud, 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 fraud. That's 2 1. You, you lost. Well, okay, obviously, that's your starting position. <laughs> I, will fi- I will finish it on this. Let me finish it on this. Belgium appointed Roberto Martinez, right? And then they were like, oh shit, none of the players respect him. We need to get someone cool in to help him out. They appointed Thierry Henry, yeah, not who, him. Who can't win a game in like five games and start as Monaco. Not my problem. Clearly useless. Not my problem. Martinez carried that fraud. Not my Thierry problem. Henry being a fraud has nothing to do with it. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. So for the third week in a row, I'm happy. Yes, United win a game. I'm not sure I'd be happy about this. One. Listen, listen. We went from like, what four <laughs> losses in a row. Like, yes, I'm taking this. All right, as, fair, as enough, fair enough. So um, tell us what was so amazing about this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's let's amazing. What was amazing was in the first half. It should have been four nothing to Bournemouth. Bournemouth were. Fa- I mean, Mourinho said it should have been six two. It was a riot. Man. It, it was unbelievable. This was the worst performance of the season. It was literally a game of two halves. Well, yes. Bournemouth killed the first half. Five. It, and, 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 and by the way, I'm going to say this every time. This was... Firstly, it was poor finishing by Bournemouth. Right. I, I was shocked at, at that. But secondly, De Gea stood up to them. Yeah. And our defense is just... Chris Smalling can never play again, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Lindelof is actually trying to do two people's jobs. And it's unbelievable. Right. But statistic, David <laughs> De Gea <laughs> has... We've the fourth the num- most saves in the Premier League. Oh, here we go. This, no, no, I'm not saying... This is a guy, remember we were saying, oh, he hasn't saved the shot? I remember. In the first three games or oh, whatever? Oh, yeah, I remember. He's already tripled that and now has the fourth most saves. Oh, so you, that, that, I'm that just saying. Works. I'm just saying... I'm not, I'm, all I'm saying is, you can't argue with that. Okay. No, no, I, we, I mean, we just I, cannot I could, argue with I could, that. Because I didn't realize you could score three goals in one game and then go three games without scoring and be like, I saw no, three. I'm not making a point about oh, where okay. he stands in the pantheon of greats. I'm just okay. saying well, the fact is, he stood up to the, our leaky defense and is saving us again. Here's, again. here's the thing, and I know you're not a defender of Mourinho, but to those that do, if Mourinho can't organize your team to be defensively solid to the point where you're not like getting shot at every what 12 seconds, mm-hmm. what is left? Nothing. Absolutely nothing is like. In, What's the point? In, in his defense, okay. and I can't believe I'm about to say this, mm. he has finally come to his senses and realized that the only way to play is to actually attack teams. And drop Lukaku. Well, yes, but even then, again, when we played our best football last season, it was with Lukaku. So that's it not the point. Matter, but- no, it does matter because what happens is uh, letting the team attack, letting the team play, letting them build from the back, 
Letting them create for the striker is what's important in this team. And Mourinho, first half of last season, he said he let the horses run free. Then what did he do? He pulled the reins what's back. Mourinho and and shot them. Pony, <laughs> Look, the thing is, you know, I always say I think United are the biggest team in England. Regardless yes. of form, regardless of results, regardless of finishes, this is just how it is. It's a fact. I'm an Arsenal fan. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lukaku is the striker caliber to be the face of Manchester United. I agree with you. He just It's not sustainable long term. He's not going to do it. You're not going to win Champions League with Lukaku. He I can have a good patch, you. but you need a Harry Kane. You need a Lewandowski. You need a Zlatan Ibrahimovic in his prime. But that's not the point. I agree with you on that, but that's not the point being made. The point being made is you can play sexy football with Lukaku. It has been done. And have been done for an extended yeah, period you know, of time. You know who did the, that? Who? Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. But but the the point is, if you look at this game and United survived this game, like mm. it's in the first half and bailed out by Tony Martial. That's his. He scored five goals in four games. Four games in a row scoring goals. Tony it took it took this idiot Mourinho a, a full year. Yeah. A full year to understand that this boy has talent and this boy, you need to build this team around this guy. If you were, if you were Tony Marshall, would you sue Mourinho for wasting your time? Yes. Like, it was a year of his life. I would sue him for uh, psychological abuse. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would sue him for whatever that baby happened thing with his baby, and I would sue him for wasting my time. <laughs> and sue him for, well, not him, but Woodward for being prepared to pay Luke Shaw 150k and only 140k in Marseille. Fair enough. If you were Paul Pogba, would you sue Jefferson Lerma for keeping you in his pocket for 75, yeah. 80 minutes? Yeah. And then he wiggled out. He, he did wiggle out. out. Yeah. Wiggle I was going to say, I would not sue him just because he let me go for okay. that for, okay. for the game. That was, that was a clutch moment by Pogba. He did it really was. well. But to be fair, I thought, you know, Bournemouth just deal with it. Like, there's three guys jumping in the box that, like, missed the cross. Like, for no absolute reason. Then it hits Rashford in the dick. And then he puts <laughs> it in. Well, well... Rashford firstly missed the header because he mistimed his jump in the first place. I want to say he missed that. And then, and then that, that happened. But, oh, well done. But before that goal, United were marauding. Second half, there were six shots that they should have scored. I think Sanchez they, with the assist. Fuck that. It was the only thing he did. Well, he was horrendous. Well, when they took him off and brought on Lingard, that was when all the chances started coming in. It was, and then Rashford, I can't believe the one that he missed. People are going to say Ake did a great defensive job in getting in front mm. of that. He had the whole net to put it to put it through. I can't believe that. So is United's future for the season Martial, Rashford, Lingard? Like, yes. Are you actually saying that? Yes. I'm I mean, very okay how, with that. How do you wake up to watch this? I'll tell you how. Because every game I've, I've watched United play where they've started with those three, it has been fluid. They have been moving around the passes. They understand how each other want to play. Mm. And it's actually a fluid attack. As much as I'm saying we can play with Lukaku, the problem with Lukaku is he doesn't come. Wow, I just said that. He doesn't show up sure does. for the ball properly. He blocks them off and doesn't let them do their thing. And he's lethargic. And you have to cross the ball to him. Whenever Rashford and Martial are on the same pitch at the same time, there is movement, there's flexibility, there's agility, and there are chances created. Remember, and Pogba knows how to play with those guys. Remember, was it last summer or the summer before when United was strongly linked with Anton Griezmann? Yes. Imagine that. Because that's the kind that's the kind of guy you need in the forward line to that drop, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, drop, yes. release mm-hmm. the Martials and the Sanchez. Even Sanchez would play well with them. Anyways, so United do get the three points. Um, eighth in the league or so? Uh, they are, I just looked it up, I think they are seventh with the same points as Bournemouth, a few points behind Arsenal. Oh, so this was a, here, here, this this is what makes this really, really interesting to me. Mine and I have been absolutely dog shit. Two points or three points, something like I think it's two points behind Arsenal. That's ri- that's ridiculous. Three. It makes no sense to me. We should be so far away from them. I think it's six points yeah, away from Chelsea. I don't think your issue has ever been where you end in the league. I no, think no, your no, issue no. has been the day-to-day or the week-to-week, what you see is happening. But this is my point. My point is that it's been so bad that you right. feel like you're so far back. Right. But well, it the could negativity. actually take two weeks of, of results in your favor and you're back in whatever race it is. And here's another one. Only two goals less than Liverpool. Makes no sense to me yes. well, until someone presented me with stats and I went, right. so we've been run-of-the-mill, just not totally This shit. is what media coverage does. It sways your opinion on how things are going by the amount of negative things that you read. So you read, uh, and this is something that Arsene Wenger used to do a lot. He used to come out and say, guys, it's really not that bad. It's just a narrative that is building and it is what it is. It's happening to United where it's not the end of the world like you're saying with these stats. 
But once the narrative builds, it's very hard to kind of derail that narrative. It is what it is. It's negative. It's they are bad, though. It's, they they sure, have been bad. Sure. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're, they're okay. And, and amidst all that, talking of uh, statistics again, statistics. One, one that stood out to me, Mourinho's unbeaten in his 21 Premier League meetings with English managers while he's been at United. So, like, as irrelevant and rubbish as he is, an Englishman still can't beat him. How yeah. many of them? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Spurs... This was a, this was a, this was a game. Spurs, the Wolves. Um, game started off. Uh, Spurs kind of dominating. They went up three nil. Um, Lucas Moura, Kane, and Lamella. Lamella is killing it still. He really for is. Spurs. He really is playing well. Um, and then the last twenty minutes. I remember watching the last twenty minutes of this game. Wolves got a penalty. Foyth, he's subbing in for whoever the center back should what be. What a name, by the yeah. way. It sounds Tom like Foyth. something made up from family guy. There, there aren't many people who have like two potential pun opportunities. <laughs> like first name and last name. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. But he, he got the he got the start because he played well against West Ham in the cup. And they're resting half the team because they've got PSV on the Tuesday. That's over, mate. Who wrote well, this? Who wrote this uh, Alex. Ad- agenda? Why? Alex, I hate you. You who, did this who, just to spite me. I'm sorry. Trippier horrendous? What is this? He was horrendous. I know he was. Bernie, I know he was. Bernie, but we you, don't have to bring it up. If you want to write the agenda, please do We it. just don't have to bring this please up. Please do it. I will happily take a week off. I think he would rather call Trippier horrendous. Um, yeah, so then they got a penalty. Wolves got a penalty. Um, it looked... You know, 3-1, they might still come back in it with 20 minutes to go. Then they got a second penalty. Mm-hmm. The second one was soft, man. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yes. But was it, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, again, Foyth. Um, he came Foyth, and then he tripped the dude, whoever that was. <laughs> Is that first or fourth? Foyth. No, Foyth. fourth. Like, like fourth? fourth. No, came fourth. Like, uh, came, like, forward. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fourth? Yeah, fourth. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, second penalty... A 3-2 started to get really shady. Wolves, at, I think 3-1 had like a 1-1 opportunity. Brilliant mm. pass through the defense and then he messed it up. But Wolves look fun to watch. They, well, that's what I was going to say. When you said this was a game, when Wolves are involved, it tends to be. Yeah. They're, they're just a very good... And what's interesting about them is that when a team is promoted, they often have... like They're a good attacking side, but they're mm. crap defensively. They're a good defensive side, but they can't really do anything going forward. Wolves are a very all-round team for a team that just got promoted. Obviously, mm-hmm. with a lot of money, but still. Right, right. Um, Alex, you have a quote here that I'm sure you don't want to miss. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pochettino was... Uh, so this game was played at uh, 7.45 on a Saturday, which is, I, don't, I don't know if that's happened before. It's an odd time for a game. And he was asked about what he thought about that. And he said, normally I'm on the sofa with my dog. It will be so strange for my dog. Not for me. <laughs> that's quite he's nice. been speaking in riddles. Yeah, yeah. He's, he has. He was also talking, uh, was it today or yesterday, about... Um, what's that show? Uh, with Kevin Spacey, a lot of uh, House of House, House of, of Cards, House of Cards. House yeah, of Cards yeah. Yeah. He was talking about that. Someone was like, "You seem happier than you were last week." He was like, "Yeah, House of Cards started. I'm enjoying <laughs> it." Quite funny. Um, Cardiff lost to Leicester one 0 House of Cardiff. Hey, well um, done. Leicester obviously dedicating that win to their owner. Pronounce it. Pass the way. I don't. I don't. I, I can't pronounce it. I don't even know what it like. Where to start? Fair <laughs> um, they they're in uh, they're in uh, Malaysia, right? Yeah, for Thailand, the, Thailand. Thailand, sorry, yeah, for, for the, the funeral. Uh, funeral right now. They're coming back tomorrow. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm the, the tour guy. Like I'm giving you a play-by-play. If you look on the left, yeah, you'll exactly. see the, yeah. What's in Thailand? The, Elephants. Yeah. No, Bali? Prostitutes. Bali is Thailand? Bali, yes. Bali, Bali Bangkok. Bangkok? Bangkok yeah. is the capital of Thailand. Oh, yeah, no, no, I knew that. <laughs> um, uh, Everton beat Brighton 3-1. Everton, I watched this game, and we're not going to get into it because we've... Already taking up a lot of time, but Everton look good, mm-hmm. enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Marcus Silva's killing it. Richarlison, Theo, Bernard, and Sigurdsson behind him. Just so and gay, so fluid. It it's actually like a lot of fun to watch. I'm just thinking. Yeah, here we go. No, 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 no. He's killing it. But Watford sacked him in December. Yeah. So yeah. He's, got, he's got like one more month. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the expiry date on killing. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing for Silva, and we were talking about this with, in, with regards to Howe last week, is like Eddie Howe does really well. Where, he, where can he go? Everton, maybe. Right. Marco Silva does really well. The top six still aren't going to hire him. Why? Don't Spurs. Think, no, Spurs maybe, might get him. Maybe Don't worry, Spurs he'll get the Belgium job. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Very, very good point. Newcastle, oh my God, got three points. I guess Watford. I don't know how they got three points. Yeah, round of applause. There's only over. one Perez. Yeah, and there's I mean, so many Perez's. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of Perez. 
Um, so yeah, they got these three points, but it's one of those where, uh, for some reason, I also, also, I don't know how I watch all these games, but like I was watching this game, and I thought, even though they got the three points, it means nothing. Oh. Like, nothing. No, it, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, it was a fluke, as in you cannot recreate this next week. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's quite amusing and depressing to think about how hard a game of football yeah. is for this team. <laughs> like, it must look like a mountain at the beginning. Exactly. And Watford are we're in good form, so this is actually a very surprising result. Um, West Ham beat Burnley 4-2. Um, they were good. Felipe Anderson and what's your striker called? Um, Arnautovic? Yeah, killing it. Killing yeah. it. Arnautovic is a beast of a he player. He is a beast. Although, although in, in this game, they had this youngster who I've never seen before, Grady Diangana. He's English. Came off the bench, I think, or maybe he started. Anyway, he was a winger, and he was absolutely smashing it. So it was nice right. to see more young English players doing well. And nice to see Chicharito score after coming back from injury. Mm, good finish. I good don't finish. rate him. Can we do him fraud or goat? On no, because no one cares. No. Plus, like, I, w- I want to sign him back to be my backup striker, so I'm hoping he does well. Backup dancer. <laughs> Fulham lost to Huddersfield. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield scored at home for the first time in, like, 17 years. Well, Fosu Mensah scored an own goal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pathetic. Absolutely. Philip Billing is the... Phil Bill? I don't know, his name is Philip Billing, he got a yellow card. That, is that better Philip Billing or the Wally Bolly guy from Wolves? Wally Bolly is excellent. Wally Bolly is excellent. But Phil Bill's got this. <laughs> That's really good. Let's leave it there. Let's do some mumus? Yeah. I, I, I do mumu. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, mumu no fit sleep forever. One day mumu go wake up. The first Moomoo this week comes from uh, Michael Cox, who tweeted... Michael Cox, actually, who I once got into a Twitter argument with... Because he was disrespecting Hidetoshi Nakata, and I was not having any How of it. dare he? Right? Well done, Alex. Anyway, uh, Michael Cox tweeted, I've just been sent a Danny Murphy interview where he suggests the African Cup of Nations may cost Liverpool the title, which is a surprise as it's taking place in June. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Danny Murphy, if someone gives him a cost, it's going to be a pundit. He's not really brushed up. On well, his he's done it regularly. He doesn't know he's anything. still also not yeah, brushed yeah. up. Bernie, here's yours. Yeah, so um, mine has to do with uh, Victor Anichibe. So Victor Anichibe, uh, he posted on Instagram, and this is what he said. This guy, Stefan Sessignon, asked me to borrow him. First he said borrow him. That's very Nigerian of him, so I thank him for that. Borrow him £10,000. I've been chasing him for it for a long period of time, but he ignores my calls, messages, <laughs> and any form of contact. It gets worse. <laughs> He even borrowed 10k from Yusuf Mulumbu and <laughs> failed to pay him back. This is the problem with our African brothers. They pretend to live some big lifestyle while borrowing money from others and failing to pay back. If any, oh, then he, then he says, <laughs> if anyone knows him or has contact with him, please tell him to contact me or simply send me my fucking money. Cheap motherfucker. <laughs> so, where is Cecilio? I don't know. And but why can't he afford 10k? All I know is that Sunderland just ruins people. But he was it he was getting people. paid more than 10k a week. Oh, he was probably on 30 to 60 somewhere a in between week. there. Yeah. Oh, he's in uh, uh Ligli in Turkey. Okay, so he's making money. Yeah, he's making money. He's getting paid. So he, he, just, he just can't pay the wire fees or whatever. That is unbelievable. Malumbo should track him down and two foot him in the nuts. Oh my lord. And it should be. No, he said Malumbu. Well, Malumbu, he also oh, owes him Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, Malumbu! Yeah. Malumbu and Anisha, so it's yeah. 20k total. Pogba should also join since he's a dancing <laughs> Malumbu. <laughs> um, so mine is, uh, again, Brady, the dancing Malumbu, it's too good. <laughs> so, Brady, Brady brought a Nigerian one. I'm going to bring an Egyptian one. Yes. Um, so there's a big thing in Egypt, the president's there, it's in Sharm el it's like a huge thing, all over the world are coming, and they decided to make a statue of Mo Salah, <laughs> but for some reason they decided to make it, well, the plans were life-size. Yeah, well, it still is. <laughs> I think they ran out of bronze, or whatever happened, because, <laughs> because like, the smelter wasn't working. They started at the top, did the fro, and the face, for some reason, his nose, is, he looks like a peacock, and then, from neck down... His whole body is the size of my thigh. It's disgusting. It looks like Bilbo Baggins <laughs> as he sets off on his journey. If you haven't seen it, his hand is just a thumb. And like he doesn't have any like legs. No, it's it's, it's going to be the podcast image. You can see it. Yeah. It's horrendous. It's, it's actually worse than Ronaldo's. It is worse than Ronaldo's. Yeah, because Ronaldo at least was just a bust. This is like his full body, but he's only like... I know, he's smaller than this microphone. It's as if he was a Mario Kart character. Yeah. It looks like Gollum, Gollum with hair. 
It's so bad. And, like, look, look at the gouges in his cheeks. Uh, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's this is horrible. not how you treat a national hero. No, no. Abimomo. <laughs> One thing where I know, Sha, Momo not fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. Italy now, and Juve are top of the league. No surprise. Yeah, no. Uh, they beat uh, Cagliari 3-1. No shit. Uh, Napoli 5-1 against Empoli. Napoli are flying. Mm. Um, 25 points. Inter Milan joined them on second with a, a 5-0 drubbing of Genoa. Uh, Lazio beats Bell 4-1. Roma failed to get points again. as they Well, they got one point. There's so many goals this week. So many goals. I'm on the Cardi hype train, just so you know. I mean, how were you not before? He's been no, brilliant like, for years. Yeah, but I'm on it now. Okay. All right, I think, on. I, I think we've all we're all there. I think Fair enough. There a few you. people were on the Icardi train. Well, oh, 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 uh, well, you, Gina. You tend to wander onto it and wander off it. Hey, well um, done. Udinese lost one 0 to a last minute Romagnoli goal for AC Milan, and oh. let's talk about AC Milan. Ninety sixth mm-hmm. minute again. Mm-hmm. It was scenes. Shirts are off. Everybody going crazy. People having babies. It was so crazy. if they are in fourth, twenty one points. The fans are into it. By the way, attendance has been up. Um, from the statistics, uh, <laughs> why are they? Yeah, dance <laughs> why are they supposedly sacking Gattuso and replacing him with Arsene Wenger? For our amusement, because <laughs> possibly because I really would like to see what Arsene Wenger would do with such an average squad. I mean, he did that for ten years at Arsenal, so we know what the result is. Remember, he imagine he walks in. Okay, so let's just put this in a bit of context. So, like, France football, who is generally well-respected, reported that he is in negotiations with AC Milan to mm-hmm. take over from... Which means he's in negotiation with Evan Gazidis again. Right, because Gazidis just took over as the executive dickhead of AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. But what's weird about this is that, in the, like... By all accounts, Gazidis tried to get Wenger sacked. Wenger out. Gazidis was literally hashtag Wenger out. <laughs> right. so, that was his last hurrah when so, he left Arsenal. Yeah. So, like, unless that was absolute nonsense, this is very, it very make weird. Any sense? It's very weird. Or they are so professional. Yeah. To the point where it's like, well, that was then. Mm-hmm. This is now. But I can't see it. No, it is odd. And and like, I I I can see an argument for second Gattuso. Yes, they're fourth, but I think we all know that Gattuso has a ceiling. And I think this is probably it. But Gattuso has a floor. Okay, so Gattuso has a ceiling, which we all agree. But Arsene Wenger, last 10 years, has a ceiling, which we all know. I also agree And do you that. want to bring him into a situation where he knows nothing about anyone and anything and see what he can do when he could be a spent force? That's going to be an expensive tr- uh, test. Here. I agree. The whole thing is bizarre. Does Wenger want to do it? Does Wenger want to possibly either? Yes, he could be a hero. But you can also tarnish a huge legacy here by getting sacked in like six months. To be fair, I think he's already tarnished it. I, I'm I don't sure. think so. I think, I think Arsene Wenger will always have his Arsenal Invincibles and all that. I'm not sure anything that he does with this job, whether good or bad, will tarnish that. He still has that. But the chance of taking what was one of the biggest clubs in the world, it still is, really. And you know, when you talk about Real Madrid, it was the Real Madrid and then AC Milan. If you can take them back to, to glory... That could be his crowning achievement of his whole career. That could dope. be. It, one, That's great. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I just want to pick up on is a couple of years ago, um, I wrote an article because I noticed that Arsenal had never signed any Italians at all. Mm-hmm. Arsenal. Does the Premier League sign Italians? Less so. Italians stay Less in so. Italy. Yeah, they don't even go to Spain. Well, this is the thing. Like, it could be. It could have just been a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. But with with Wenger, he signed players from around the world. He's mm-hmm. one of the first managers to have build a truly UN squad. Mm-hmm. But never Italians. And I'm not suggesting he has something against them, but I also think there's a logic to everything that he does. And yes. so I'm wondering what that was about and whether... Up until like 2003, you could they got paid more in Serie A than they did in Premier League, really. Sure. Then it blew up and then they still don't leave their home country for the yeah. most part. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. It's like it. English and players not going out. Yeah, except for Jadon Sancho and Reese Nelson who scored wonderful goals. Oh, correct. True, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, should we do Spain? Yep. Mano, did you watch Barcelona this week? Um, I watched some of it. And I watched the last... Okay, so this is what happened. I didn't watch all of it. I watched a 2-0. Barcelona mm-hmm. were a 2-1 or whatever. They were 2 down, no? It, yeah, so two. I, I joined at 2-1. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was like 86th minute, and then... And you turned the game around. I, oh, yeah. All <laughs> me. Do you I, ever feel like you watch a game and because you watched it, something happened? Only negative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So... 
Dembele with a beautiful left footed volley mm-hmm. to make it 2 2. Hip hop Dembele. Uh, explain that. Oh, um, Supersport, uh, South African channel hired this Spanish guy to do like Liga reviews mm-hmm. and commentary, and whatever. And he said, Barcelona to me are like an orchestra, and then there's Dembele who is hip hop. Uh, like, so like he can do his own thing. Um, bro, oh, I like that. Come I like on. that. You know the reference you're making right now. But we'll move on. Okay. Back to you. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's being racist. What? Barcelona is a classical orchestra and here's this... Oh, oh I thought I just... Uh, well, uh, maybe because I'm not racist. I saw it's it just like... That's exactly what happened. He, he brings the flair. <laughs> Anyways, exactly okay. Right. Hip-hop is more than... Is it flair? Like, uh, that's what I thought he meant. Well, maybe I'm congrats wrong. to you for not yeah, being racist. Well done. I just, I just thought like they're all so rigid, and he just kind of has like he kind of creates that chaos. Anyways, maybe maybe I misunderstood. Um, left-footed Dembele, beautiful volley. Mm-hmm. Again, Dembele is like a is so ambidextrous. You don't know which foot is gonna go on. Beautiful he doesn't goal. know. Which he doesn't know. Yeah, freestyle. Um, two-two. Yeah. <laughs> FIFA Street. Two-two. And this is like the 90-something minute. Mm-hmm. And for I, I look away or I need to go or something. I'm like, oh, uh, you know what? They salvaged the point here. Well done. Mm-hmm. Later that night, I'm watching Footy Room for highlights. I remember this other. You're like, what? I'm like, what? Barcelona ended up winning 3-2. And then like Suarez in like the 93rd minute scoring a goal. Um, good work down the wing. I think it was Alp. I can't remember who it was. Um, and yeah, they really sc- scraped this one. Again, Messi was still out with his elbow. Apparently, he's going to be on the bench next game. Um, so yeah, Barcelona, I think Bernie, you started this whole Barcelona resurgence by on the thread saying, what's the point of beating Madrid if you're going to be 2-0 down to Rio? Yeah, this, I think I've done this point, quite a yeah. few times. And then at that point they went on and scored yeah, three goals. That was actually my agenda to get them to mm, But if you're Lionel Messi and you break your arm or whatever it was that he did right. and the and Barcelona win games, like, thanks guys, I, I appreciate that. Exactly. You know, Thanks for not being totally shit without me. Exactly. Yeah, they just have to not lose top spot until he gets back. Yes, but can someone pull up the La Liga table? Because I, I read something like Espanyol are second or something. Espanyol are second and only by three points. After that, Sevilla on 20, Atleti on 20, who drew again this week, uh, this time to Leganes. I, it's weird to me that Atletico Madrid are only four points off Barcelona because every time I look at their results, they've drawn or lost. Wow. When have they won? I, I Earlier? Know. I don't I, know. I can't anyway. even think of it. Anyway, Real Madrid won this weekend, uh, finally. Tony Cruz actually uh, acknowledging that they won a league game by saying on his Twitter, hey guys, we won a league game, yeah. uh, which is quite funny, actually. Yeah, self-deprecating um, is always funny. Yes. Uh, Vinicius Jr. came off the bench and turned this game around. He's a beast. Is he? Yeah. Vicious. Sar- is there a sarcasm involved there? I'm not sure. No, I think he's a beast. Oh, actually? Yeah. Oh. I can't oh. wait. He's I- going gonna to kill it. Well, here's the thing. Like, Solari took over as manager. He was managing the B team. Vinicius scored like 19 goals for the B team already this season. So Solari brings Even him up. Even their the new right back young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing him a lot. He's like he looks like a very good player. I can't remember his name, but every time I watched him twice now. I think they played in the cup and then they played this game and he looked really good the new right back because they technically don't have right back. Carvalho is like in and out and Where's then now well? Maybe that was him. I think no, 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 it wasn't. I don't know who who it was him. But Carvajal said Lopetegui is the best manager he's ever had. What? Yes. He actually did say that. How? It's like a month. I, I don't know. I, he I, said something about the way that he is being with the players. Or something. I don't know. I just thought you well, win three Champions Leagues with, with one guy. Well, Ramos got him the job. Ramos is the actual guy that got Lopetegui the job. He went to Perez and said, this guy's coaching, you know, he's coaching him for Spain. He has great ideas. He's great with the players. Love this guy. And Ramos was the guy that initiated that. But Ramos was the guy who threw him off the bus, basically, yeah, as well. Just like the Champions League trophy. Yeah. Maybe Ramos just is a spy for Mourinho. You know, mm. maybe they, they, they pretended to fall out. Right. Ramos is just working it so that Mourinho can get back. With De Gea. Yeah. <laughs> I would drive him. <laughs> uh, speaking of De Gea, very quickly, the rumors are actually, for some reason, there was rumors that he's going to Juventus for free. Very strong rumors. But it's weird because Chesney seems to be just fine. Like, well, I don't they, get it. They have Chesney. They also bought, uh, was it Mattia Perrin? In the, in the if, if, if Juventus getting, what's his name, uh, Ronaldo, is so to- uh, told me anything, is that... They are building a brand. And you want to get big names, d- big name guys in, regardless of Chesney. And that's not a bad option to have. And they're also talking about Pogba coming back too, which I think they're talking about to keep themselves in the limelight as opposed to actually wanting to do it. Fair enough. Mm. Cool. Well, <laughs> Jigs, let's leave it there. I mean, we, we've been talking about ourselves to keep ourselves in the limelight, but I think that's probably enough. Champions League midweek? Yeah, on Europa the League midweek zone. on the zone, on the zone. 
Um, what else is happening next weekend? More Premier League and pretty much same, same old, same more, old. More games of football. Yeah. More games of yeah. football. Yeah. Right. We'll see you guys next week. Check Ciao. fantasy teams. Oh yeah, fantasy. I killed it this week. 89 <laughs> points. We're going. We're, we're done. We're done. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.